Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Congratulations, you've unlocked some Gorilla Radio. I am a crypto keeper, Steve Strange. I will break down a digital asset called cryptocurrency. Let's clear the air a little and readdress the conception of Satoshi's white paper of Bitcoin. In a previous episode, I mentioned that um, in 2009, when the white paper came online, I'd like to make a little clarification and a slight error I made there, uh, just so that it's uh, easier, easier understood. The white paper actually debuted on October 31st, 2008. And then it wasn't until January 3rd, 2009, that that first block was mined, that Genesis block, block zero. And that block, once it was filled, rewarded 50 Bitcoins back then. And so I just wanted to kind of clarify that fact because the timeline on that always throws me off in a way that, you know, something very peculiar happened in 2008. There was a bit of a housing and financial crisis, a crash. And uh, of course, it was uh, due to a lot of predatory lending and unregulated markets. It was crazy. I mean, we think the crypto market is like a wild west right now. Like I said, the, the financial system is broke, you know. And so when that situation took place in 2008, I mean, everything was a mess. The financial system pretty much died. I just thought it was so peculiar that uh, right off from that uh, in October that the Satoshi white paper would so conveniently appear as it did. But then I'm more used to it being more recognized and well-known in 2009 when everybody started to catch wind of it and find out what it is, what do you do? And so when I mentioned the Genesis block, 
that Genesis block is about mining the blocks in the blockchain where you are, you're beginning to create all the data and all the transactions that take place, the, the, the computations that's needed for Bitcoin to be what it is today. And so that's where we get into a little bit more into the uh, technical stuff. Um, so when that financial system died, this whole time we've been leading up to something. That something is here today. And also, as I mentioned in one of the uh, earlier episodes, something called the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Well, I will tell you, this is a very big deal. But I'll be addressing that at a later time. But again, the very quick response of this alternative financial system that started to come online with Bitcoin and with the digital assets that we have today. It's all made possible from something called mining. Now, the mining is uh, a little bit more foregone than I can really understand it or explain it. I mean, I don't even do it. But there are, there are different ways. This is how digital assets are created. It's from a procedure called mining. Now, in particular, there are two, two main efforts, two main operating sides to this. One's called proof of work and one's called proof of stake. These are the two main, these are two main differences that really kind of separate the, the abilities of how digital assets and cryptocurrencies exist. The proof of work it uses a huge amount of computing power. And that computing power is done with the, this hardware, these bits of hardware that's put together, and they're called rigs or mining rigs. And they're just the, the compilation of these processors with graphics cards, and, and it's a whole nine. And, and it's a huge uh, technical farming type of deal when it's put together. I mean, it can start off as, well, it may have started off as something as simple as setting up it, setting it up in the corner of your room. But then when more and more blocks get mined, the computing power increases and the, the computation process that's needed to decipher and work out all of these, these, these complex mathematical issues within that system begins to grow. And so then you have to grow your mining rigs. And before you know it, you're working with a whole warehouse. And yes, there are other countries that have huge warehouses of these mining rigs all set up and networked together, uh, bringing Bitcoin to you amongst other proof-of-work type of digital currencies. This proof-of-work is as, I don't know, compromising as it may be because of the huge amounts of computing power that is necessary it's still kept about because there's there's a solid operation to it it ensures security it prevents fraud it secures the sequence of transactions to keep the integrity of the system going so that there's no way to really uh, prove that the system is is um, you know has a failure in any way the network is strong. 
and that's what these proof of work uh, mining rigs that debatably and controversially creates a a bit of an energy issue when it comes to further agendas that we're going to be hearing about about a green movement and dirty versus clean energy and how energy is going to manifest here in the future it's going to get a lot more digital it's going to get a lot more green so then you have the proof of stake the proof of stake is another mining mechanism, but it works more internally over the internet. It's a consensus mechanism mechanism that uses these validator nodes. These validator nodes are stakes. These are center points, checkpoints within the network system that approves these transactions um, on the network. And there's multiple validators across the network. So it's almost as if, to me, that's almost similar to um, like let's say back in the old days when smoke signals went up in the air you had one fireplace or fire pit in one side of the mountain or hill and then far off in the distance you would see another smokestack coming up you know and then it'd be uh there there'd be a messaging each other uh proving of each other's uh messaging going across it's similar to that but it's it's in within the network i know it's a funny way to describe it but it's pretty much the most layman's way that i can uh, explain how that is and without going into the whole like technical stuff that i don't even really want to touch again i am just a fan of this crypto stuff and uh um there are some computer programmers out there that can easily speak on this so as we move on those were the two main uh, consensus mechanisms, but there's more than that. There's different currencies that use different labels called proof of authority, proof of concept, zero knowledge proof. They all have specific functions and it's all part of this further advancement in this new kind of technology. And it's pretty miraculous. So today is a very a special day. I have a guest with me, a, a gentleman that I've known for quite some time, and he is, in fact, the person responsible for getting me started into the crypto space. His name is Red, and he is joining us today to further continue the conversation of cryptocurrency. How are you, Red? Oh, pretty good, Steve. Yeah, hey. long time. Been away for a while, so it's good to be back. Nice. Uh, around each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I know. We hardly ever see each other as uh, we once may have. Uh, we worked together uh, a long time ago, and um, things were a little simpler back then. Uh, we worked yeah. when uh, when uh, the main discussion was just gaming, you know? Mm -hmm. You... Uh, came to me about uh, some online gaming prospect and to me that was uh that was like so out of this world still i had no idea what online gaming was and it was with the system the dreamcast system and uh, uh do you remember that oh yeah dreamcast was the, the best yeah <laughs> man and really that's how a lot of uh that's what makes this transition so much easier is uh being in that you know that that digital space early on and knowing how a lot of these 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 integral 
sequences work and you know in beginning with just pushing the start button to being in, in immersed in a whole other virtual space we kind of begin to appreciate or understand uh, the reality of what that will lead into and so yeah you you introduced me to online gaming and uh, i was blown away and and you know little did i know how much of a fan i was going to be in that it was it was pretty amazing and then so uh you know and i think you've always been i think just a fan of that space you've always been interested in you know digital yeah just the technical technological advancements here and there so yeah i mean and i got a bonus for you okay okay bitcoin first had its debut in super mario brothers no bashing the block in that little coin that pops out that's digital that Mario can carry around infinite amount of these little coins. That Dude, was Bitcoin back then. You are so correct. Like subconsciously, that's <laughs> exactly it. I was always looking for that block to bash and make that 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 sound effect that uh, made these coins appear. And then I needed more of them. You know, it was just something about that uh, that combination. Dude, that was that's pretty yeah. good. That is one heck of an Easter egg right there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think if anyone's ever, if, if you're having issues or problems trying to understand crypto alone, just go back to that thought. If you played Super Mario, that's a really good one. <laughs> and 100 coins equals one life. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so today, today, one Bitcoin equals uh, one heck of a time. Let me tell you, oh gosh, it's been very interesting because the very first recording was this, uh, on this show, uh, the trailer I did, I said that Bitcoin was around 11,000. And yeah. then um, the, my next recording, I think it was around 13,000. And then so here we are today and we were just, we're just coming off the 15, almost 16,000 mark. Yeah. Unbelievable. I think it's pulled back a little bit, but um ultimately i mean we all know where this is going and if you don't then you need to know where this is going and uh that's what brings us here today um so i thought that was that was uh, an interesting note to the way that this price has gone up in such a, a short amount of time and that's what's blowing everybody's mind out you know i mean they're trying to keep up with that alone and um you know yeah. and all of this is it's really it's really cool yeah, you gotta remember that this is slow right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is this is boring. <laughs> we are early. This is the very early. This is the uh, the very first step is the innovators section. The innovators are the ones that kind of uh, begin the process, and then it's the early adopters. So we're you're saying we're still in the early adopters phase? No, I'm just saying like the price. What you were just saying, like oh. how it's going up. Like, oh, okay. I'm saying that's boring right now. This is not <laughs> even nowhere near how it's going to rise oh man i know i uh i try to try to grasp that sometimes and i really it's there's really no way to do it because we're in uncharted territory here this is a whole new financial system and this is a whole new revalued system so we're trying to uh you know those of us that are on in this space already you're trying to stay on top of it and then those of us that are still coming on and trying to get familiar with the space have a ways to go you know there's a lot to learn here you're basically kind of you have to relearn money finances economy society 
I mean, this thing is going to take over everything. So it's going to change the way of life. So yeah. uh, to make it easy for you, Bitcoin will make you rich. There you go. <laughs> so just if you want to be rich, buy some Bitcoin. If you don't want to be rich, then don't buy Bitcoin. Very, very simple. Very well said. Very <laughs> Yes. I mean, okay, just to kind of uh, put that into context. Okay. So today there was a current the, the current headline on this is 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 dealing with the square cash app deal and they are selling bitcoin faster than can be mined so essentially what some analysts are saying is there's going to be a supply crisis incoming and um that's no joke people i mean this there's there's a level of scarcity with Bitcoin that only will go so far and it's going to run out very quick because a lot of people are going to start holding it. And it's just and uh, I don't know if I described it before, but it's very uh, similar to holding gold. This is a new day and age, you know, so um, that's the level of value that we're talking here. And the takeaway from that is so the figures as far as the reality of this, OK, the figures from Square but not only Square, but PayPal and Grayscale, as I have mentioned in the episode before, are showing um, ravenous demand. I mean, it's 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 ramping up so quickly. Uh, Square reported a record in quarter three. Okay, we just came off quarter three. Quarter three, their Bitcoin sales generated 1.6 billion in revenue. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's real right there. And the number of bitcoins sold in that quarter of 2020 is 160,000 bitcoin. Okay, so here's another way to like check this out. They are selling double the amount than can be mined, which means they just sold an actual 163,000 bitcoin, but only 81,000 bitcoin have been mined in that time so that is just ridiculous and amazing at the same time that yeah. is just just like what you know like and there's still so many people that have no idea what's going on or what bitcoin is and so that's what we're here to get into so another another way to look at this and understand why so many people are uh looking to pick this stuff up and I think some people are picking it up and not even know why. I had a gentleman come to me with his, showing me his cash app and he was showing me like $40 worth of Bitcoin that he just bought. And he was asking, okay, so yeah, Steve, what do we do next? You know, what, what's going on here? And I was like, first off, I was kind of taken back. Like, what, really? I mean, you know, you're just kind of coming out of nowhere. But I said, all right, well, what you're going to do is just hold on to that. Okay, what you need to understand is that is not going to be currency. That is going to be an investment. That is going to be something that you're going to hold. There's going to be other, there's already other, oh man, so many digital currencies out there. Those are going to be used as currencies. The Bitcoin, however, is going to be the one that you're just going to be holding on to because that's your major investment. If you don't have any other tangible assets in your portfolio. And then I told him that the the importance of that was, the, the scarcity level, okay? So when originally the total of Bitcoin is 21 million, all right? And so right now, a valuable 
the available Bitcoin is 18.5 million. That's how much is available. And honestly, I don't know how actual some of these numbers are. And I can, I can tell you that there, there will not be 21 million because in the early days, a lot of people have lost um, their Bitcoin in very different ways. Either they lost it in a hard drive and they didn't know where it was going to be today. And then they've lost that hard drive or they've had them in a wallet somewhere and they've lost the, the keys to that wallet. And so a lot of Bitcoin has been lost from day one to today. But nonetheless, we're still, there's still a few million out there and what's left, there's, you know, going to be a constant grab and a constant uh, demand for it. Oh yeah. And FYI, just in case you want to know, Bitcoin cannot be taken in a divorce. So for you guys out there that are getting divorced, you should buy Bitcoin. <laughs> yes, it is a key investment for sure. And, um, and uh, you know, speaking to that, there is that level of ownership, okay? There is um, a, um, an understanding that should be taken with uh, actually owning Bitcoin, okay? So what some people don't realize, you know, is uh, the, the current money that they have now, say, you know, their money in the bank account, it's sitting in the bank, right? And they are still under the impression or illusion that, um, that it's their money, that it's still theirs, that they can get to it at any time, when in fact that's actually not true. Um, and I know if there's anyone out there that begs to differ, again, feel free to let us know, let me know, comment wherever and however. But here's what I mean. The um, banks can determine, you know, whether they want to shut the doors or not, you know. They can determine, um, you know, it's it's on their terms. They can shut down the system. They can prevent you from pulling any more money out of the bank if they so choose because it's with them. It's theirs. And so um, that's what makes this level uh, so interesting as far as digital currencies and Bitcoin is there's a level of ownership that uh, can take part here. And that falls in line with the digital wallets that you can own. And so say in your phone, you have a digital wallet that, you know, uh, say you downloaded the app from, uh, you know, from, from the play store or wherever. And, uh, you know, you create that, that, that account, that digital wallet, and it comes very involved where you're giving all these bits of information, like, uh, the security keys. So you have to write down, uh, this code that will prove to, uh, to allow you to recover that wallet if it's ever been compromised, if you ever, you know, get another phone, if you have to let go of that app off your phone, you you create this digital wallet, right? That digital wallet is yours. It is completely in your possession. Now, granted, it is on the phone and it is digital. It is, you know, something of electricity that needs to be charged from time to time, but that's another conversation. But well, my point is, that money is in your possession and it's on hand at any time, right? It's not under another centralized entity. And that is where there needs to be an understanding. And that is the, 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 the prime, I guess, note to take from digital currencies is the level of decentralization that comes into play here. One very popular, um, in, you know, intention and reason for digital currencies that has so many people 
in favor of it is its decentralized aspect so that you can separate it from any centralized entity that would like to hold your funds for you. And um, so that becomes, you know, just very, just an interesting concept maybe for people to kind of understand is, um, you know, what money you have, is it really yours and how do you own it? And then how much of, you know, when it comes to money, how much money is there actually? So um, just some examples from uh, some wallets out there. There's a one, one of the most popular wallets that's been around for the longest is called MetaMask. There's another one called Argent. There's Engine. There's Bread. These are all digital wallets. Those are the names of digital wallets that you can download onto your phone and carry these digital currencies or hold this Bitcoin. And I bring that up because if any of you are looking to own Bitcoin or own it now, then you want to take it off of Cash App. You want to take it off of Coinbase. You want to take it off of any of these other centralized entities. Now, like, let's see on the Cash App thing. That's a good one for people, most people, to hold it on. You think so? Because it's actually backed up. Okay. Yeah, yeah Jack Dorsey actually buys Bitcoin, like, a lot of it. So they actually can yes. back up the Bitcoin. Now, some of the other wallets, you don't really know. Mm. If they got anything, they can back it up something. Something might happen, might get hacked, mm. anything. So you wanted to have it with somebody like, because Cash App has it, and now PayPal is coming into the picture. Mm. But PayPal, you can't take it off yet. But Cash App, you can't. Right, right, so right. That's, that's a real good one for That me. is a good point. Yeah, Dorsey has been on one heck of a buying spree. Um, you know, I think the the last that he was up in the in the headlines was he he threw another 50 mil out there to buy some more Bitcoin, uh, for, for his company, you know? And, um, I mean, and then everybody's been on a buying spree, you know, trying to scoop it up. If they're, if you find out about Bitcoin and if you're trying to understand it, uh, seriously, seriously look into it. Remember what red said, you know, it's a great investment because you could have newfound wealth with this. No, you, you will. <laughs> they call it new wife. wealth. <laughs> That's the new term. Very interesting. Yes. Oh, so, um, so kind of let's let's um, let's get into it. Uh, here, Red. I think the most interesting uh, thing that I find is is asking someone how or what was it? What was that first encounter? What was it that brought you to crypto? And you know, and how that came about. Well, for me, um, I was into gold and silver. Like in the beginning and a couple of years I was on like YouTube and I was watching YouTube and it was a lot of people on there with gold and silver bugs and they call them that. Mm. And so back in, I think it was 2010, I ran across this guy called Da Vinci J15 and he started at one, one of his episodes, it was like maybe a year into me watching him. He started talking about Bitcoin and I was like, really? What is that? Like in, and it was like only like five bucks or something like that. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, it seems interesting, but I was so caught up and so stuck on like being a gold and silver bug because I had learned about the money system and I learned that, you know, it didn't exist. It was basically an illusion way back then. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to like figure out a way to get out of it. Cause mm -hmm. I always, always loved being like rich. That was my main goal. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can understand that. Okay, so then I'm, I'm watching this. I'm, I'm like, so I'm resistant myself. Even mm. though I'm like a very technical person, I was still resistant because of what the idea in my head was. I was mm. stuck on something. Mm. Instead of being open-minded, I was stuck. So after, like he said, like, hey, I'm just going to, Throw all my money at this thing. I thought this guy's this guy's crazy. <laughs> he has all this gold and silver. I mean, this guy had a ton of gold and silver. Mm. And he's like, I'm throwing this all away, and I'm getting I'm getting started on Bitcoin. I'm gonna start programming on it. I'm gonna start doing all this stuff. And I'm like, what? So I said like that level of dedication was like something. It it triggered me. Mm. I started looking at it more and more and more. Mm. And then I saw it blast off to like thirty five bucks. You know. Mm. And so I'm like thinking like, that's something that doesn't happen. That's not normal. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to like watching stocks and stuff like that. And they only go up like 1% or 2%, of, you know, or something like that if you're lucky. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so something going up like five or 600% was out of this world. I thought it was, had to be some kind of scam, you know? Oh, yeah. There it is. That's that's one of those keywords that's preventing uh, a lot of people from moving forward with this is because they're waiting to find out, okay, what's the scam, you know? Right. And, and that's a, that's a doozy right there. That's going to stop you short and it's not a good idea. Yeah. And so the price dropped, I mean, all the way back down to like a dollar or something. <laughs> so. And then that level of volatility, volatility really, really kicks into high gear. Yeah. A lot of people can't handle the, the volatility and prices. So when they see it go up and then down like that, that really, um, you know, really makes people nervous and they do not like that at all. So right. That's a tough one to get, you know, very accustomed to. And so, you know, I followed it a little bit longer and then Coinbase came around. Mm. Now, see, Coinbase made it real easy, made it real easy to buy Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. And so back in the day, it was not easy to buy Bitcoin. It was it was a lot of work. <laughs> and so once Coinbase came around, I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I get some Bitcoin on this Coinbase. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And then um and then later on, about like a year later, then Ethereum and Litecoin came on the Coinbase. You know, Ethereum was only like, uh, you know, it's that really high price of thirteen dollars. I was really edgy about it. I don't really know if I want to spend thirteen dollars on this Ethereum thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And so yeah. it blasted off as of course you guys, if you follow crypto, you know, it blasted off. Oh yeah. Uh, so right now Ethereum is over $400. Yeah. But back then it went up to over $1,300. <laughs> yes, it did. And it's going back. Yeah. It'll be going back there soon. Yeah. Soon so, enough. so you guys got to understand the stock market now is acting like crypto mm. way back when. Mm. So that kind of lets you know that like everything is not as it seems it should be mm -hmm. because if the, the stock market is going up like crypto and crypto is going up like crypto, <laughs> then somebody or something is pulling the strings. Oh yeah. And that, that's a fun part of the conversation, but yeah, uh, that's a whole other level of a conversation. And uh, that's one that I can have that, you know, if anyone's ever interested on just how, how intricate or how far this rabbit hole can go. Uh, we're both familiar with uh, the concept of this and it is no joke. But um, just to, to kind of readdress the, the level of value that we're talking about here. So one thing that, um, that people should understand as far as the dollars that we use today, 
The oh, and, um, the only reason why I brought that up, Steve, is because um, I want to make sure people know that if the strings are being pulled by someone, these people are going to make it go up no matter what. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. This has you are not going to affect the price. These guys are going to make it go up no matter what. <laughs> cool. Yep. Good point. Very, very good point. Uh, but yeah. And then as far as that point goes, when those strings are uh, being um, tinkered with a little bit, uh, one of those strings, which was attached to the dollar back in the Nixon era, Nixon went on television and told everyone that the dollar will no longer be backed by gold. That from that point on, it was just going to be paper. And that's all there was. Uh, but I mean, not to kind of downgrade it too much because it's been attached to oil now. It's called the petrodollar. So that gives it a lot of value. It's got that purchasing power, but still that is still another form of manipulation and um, a level of, of curiosity as far as what this could entail, because ultimately we're providing that confidence in this paper. That's all there is. There's that confidence of what we believe that paper to mean and the value it has when a part of, you know, the illusion is there actually isn't anything there. Um, but then this, this technology, this very real technology, that is providing this advancement um, in today's world is actually proving to be more valuable, you know, because there's because there's so much more that you can do with it now. And um, then now we have the Internet of value because it's it's now possible for us to pass like real value, real money um, across the Internet from A to B, which changes the whole game. And uh so again, this is a little bit more of some particular fundamentals to identify and to kind of recognize on um, just how significant of a change this is. Um, so and the other value thing that a lot of people always miss and forget is that Bitcoin created a way so you cannot copy something that's digital. Yes. That is, you know, in itself is worth more than what is worth right now right and then um yeah part of that the code in this technology was to prevent it uh from from this this double spending um you know this this problem that similar to this copy paste method this double spending that that cannot take place at all because the network is um, all connected and the the computation power that goes through when you uh create a transaction in this Bitcoin or any of these digital currencies, they follow through the, the code and the transaction, the transactional history in this and find out uh, if it's valid or not. And so if you try and cheat the system in this in any way, it's not going to work. It's you know, completely proven. It's, it's immutable. It's very secure. Um, so that's part of the, 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 the mechanism on how this works is there's no way to cheat it. Um, and, I know another big issue that people are um, a little bit reluctant uh, to getting involved with this is the, the, the hacking ability when they're always um, these these uh, these scare factors, if you will, to find out um, that there was a hack somewhere and, you know, something one of the digital assets was hacked and this and that. When in fact, that's actually not the case. What happens is they're hacking the entry, the entry point 
or the exit point of where these digital assets are going. So if it's an exchange or if it's your wallet, if you've left that exposed in any way, that's where the hackers get in and they can find a way to to take that. Um, so it isn't it isn't the technology that's getting hacked. It's the um, the um, you know the exit and the, the enter the intro of this transaction. And also, the, also the people themselves are being hacked. Social hacking, they call it. Social hacking. Also. Yeah. Well, basically, if somebody says like, hey, you know what? I want to buy something from you, but I need your email address and I need your your code or something to your pen or something like that. And yes. you're like, oh, yeah, I just give it up because this person wants to buy something from me for double the price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, or okay. they want to give me back some free Bitcoin. As long as I send them a Bitcoin, they'll send me back a Bitcoin. I have two Bitcoins now. No, you have zero now. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, as this thing, like, continues to take off, the, uh, I mean, there's going to be a level of of vicious attacks coming from everywhere, okay? So, like, right now, YouTube is running rampant with these scams that – that are being allowed. Honestly, YouTube can take these down, but they're multiplying uh, in, in huge numbers on almost all these crypto channels um, that are that are put up as ads as well. And that's just the crazy part is this how they're enabling this, okay? And so on the ad or on this scam, there's a QR code and and, and in the verbiage it says, uh, send so much you know, of this digital currency and then you'll receive double that amount back okay and believe it or not a lot of people are still like being victimized and falling for this they are actually falling for this uh this these levels of scams that are going on like this and it it's just so forewarning guys out there look you know don't don't think it's that easy. No one's going to send you double the amount if you send them stuff. I mean it sounds um just obvious already but um yeah there's still a lot of victims out there falling for this yeah, and i got like a like a lambo you guys just send me your lambo and i'll give you my lambo back and then you have two lambos but just just <laughs> send them my way i got i got twenty thousand lambos sitting in, sit in my garage right now oh yeah that is that is no joke man i mean that's actually what's happening and it's escalating and Please don't fall for those scams. Uh, uh, emails, the phishing scams, emails and stuff like that, they're getting sent out too. So, um, you know, there's levels of precaution. There's levels of security that you can take, you know. Um, just make sure you got a two-factor verification. If you don't know what that is, definitely find out. Look for it. There's an app where you uh, have to provide the... Um, like a particular code, you'll get sent a code to enter when you're trying to sign on or anything. So there's a verification level on that note, on that level. And then there's a, uh, a VPNs. Um, just fortify your security, man. I mean, it, whether you got an Apple phone or not, just uh, secure your gear because um, there's no joke when it comes to this, these digital assets. They know, it's known how valued these are. I mean, uh, from anyone from the ground level to the very top of the, I mean, billionaires are flooding into this market right now because they are wanting to secure their finances, their worth, and um, they're getting out of the stocks. Honestly, they are really getting out of stocks and putting a lot of it into digital assets because 
Um, I mean, seriously, like stocks are um, doing overvalued, completely overvalued. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to see how many, uh, how much jobs are affected with this, this, this pandemic. So um, there's no way to really um, kind of make sense of where the stocks are right now. Now, some of the stocks do make sense. I mean, the ones like the Walmarts and the Amazons and the Teslas and all that, because those are going to be taking over everything. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, when there's nothing left but those, it makes sense. That's that's very true. Um, so, again, let me, let me provide a little bit more um, perspective on the um, on the, the, the effect of what the economy looks like and uh, how these digital currencies um, reflect that. Okay. So say for example, something I saw earlier today is it was an ad that said Bitcoin overtakes the base money supply of the United Kingdom and Russia combined, which means that Bitcoin is now more liquid than the cash supply in those countries, in the country. We're talking one digital asset here. Say, here's an example. The Great British Pound, according to the Bank of England, ha has 88, there's 88 billion Great British Pounds um, in M0. And M0 is the reserve currency or base money, which everything gets, gets settled, okay? And that translates to $116 billion, okay? Russia has 12 trillion in paper notes. And that translates to 156 billion. That sounds like a lot. So total, we're talking 272 billion dollars for these two major countries. Okay, but Bitcoin, <laughs> its market cap is ranging from 280 to 289 billion dollars mm -hmm. as far as its worth. And I mean, can you really imagine that? Make sense of that? That this yeah. this thing is worth more than two countries, their yeah. currency. Now for me, like Bitcoin is worth what it's worth in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's worth a lot in my pocket, I'm good with that. Um, yeah. But for those countries, I mean, that just makes it a really good incentive for them to get in on it. You know, they're going to want it more because it's like, oh, well, I can do better business because it's more liquid, like you just said. And that's all that matters when it comes to currency. In fact, Iran is already uh, already on that note. Iran has already changed their laws to make Bitcoin um, that acceptable to to transact with that currency. They've already like made that happen. So that is pretty big news, you know. Yeah, and then what I said, like all this stuff right now, it, it hasn't even started yet. Like we're just like kind of like we have a city. Like imagine if you just had a city. And all you have is a road. That's mm -hmm. all you have. You don't have buildings yet. You don't have restaurants. You don't have houses. You yeah. don't have any of all this stuff, the infrastructure yet. So you can imagine that land is worth like a million dollars right now. But once everything is built on it. Oh, yeah. It's worth a lot more than that. And that's where <laughs> Ethereum comes in. It's yes. going to get built on in a number of ways. Um some of which I know and don't know yet, which leads me to my my um, my next inquiry of where you are at. So, if, can you tell me 
as far as all these digital assets, all these crypto cryptos that are out there, do you know which is your favorite project? Uh, my favorite one right now is Bitcoin. That's where I hold most of my money. Mm. And um, Ethereum is number two. And then um, BAT. It's basic attention token. My number three. Oh, man. I'm so glad you brought that up because I keep forgetting to bring that up. So wait, why is BAT your favorite? Because I can make money off of it real easy. Yeah. How it moves. Okay. Yeah. Like, see, there are certain um, cryptocurrencies that you can just make money off of. And then there are certain ones that you want to hold mm. because it's going to actually appreciate and value based on people storing it. Right. Right. Um, now the ones that you can make money off of, you don't want to hold those. Okay. <laughs> you want to make money off of those. Don't hold them. Okay. And one, the, one of the main reasons I'm glad you brought up uh, the basic attention token or the bat token BAT is because one of, uh, you know, and I didn't realize it's actually one of my favorite projects as well, because I use, um, the, a brave browser. So everyone is accustomed to the browser that they use with whatever computer, whether it's Chrome or, um, you know, Apple's operating system, iOS, whatever, and whatever that break, whatever that browser is, you know, everyone uses a different browser. There's lots out there, but I really like to use brave and I use, it's pretty much the only one I use, um, because just for using that browser, you get rewarded bat tokens. So one one thing that I'm really trying to get across to get to, to get an understanding and to let people know about is how much this reward based system of blockchain, um, how much is involved and what what goes on here. So, again, just by me using the the Brave browser, which is downloadable in, in, in the Play stores, it's it's all over. You know, it's very easy to look for, find, and download and start using just to try it out. Um, just for a little bit. I mean, you can switch back and forth if you're really used to your. I think it's Safari on Apple, or you yeah. really love your Chrome or whatever browser you use. Check out Brave Browser for a little bit because Brave Browser actually is a a nice little secure browser as well. It blocks ads. So you got a lot of annoying ads that'll pop up. It'll block those and then give you the choice. It'll, it'll bring in, it'll pop up a little window and asking you if you wanted to view this ad. And if you do, you get rewarded a bat token. And, um, you know, so it saves time on a lot of the nonsense that'll get thrown at your, your way when you're using a browser. And um, so it does a lot of fantastic things. So I encourage you out there to look up Brave Browser check it out, find out what it is and see, um, just how, um, functional it is and just how rewarding it is. I mean, I can't tell you how many bat tokens I have now. I haven't even looked, I just use yep. it. And then one day kind of pop in and see how much I have and say, Oh, cool. Look, I had enough that I can exchange and maybe buy some more Bitcoin with this boom. Yeah. And I didn't spend $1. Right. That's and, amazing. And it has a wallet in it too. So. That's true. Very, very true. A lot of these things, when you open up accounts, they will um, have wallets within them. And um, just another little detailed note on the BAT token, the total supply on that is 1.5 billion, which means there are no more um, BAT tokens that will be created beyond that. And so once the world catches on, more brave um, browser users will come online 
more brave um, tokens will be, I mean, <laughs> bat tokens will be issued, thus making a little bit more scarce. So again, the digital currencies provide a level of scarcity here that um, also adds to the value. So, um, yeah, and that's the reason why I brought up those three, because those three always have money coming in. Bitcoin always has money coming in. Mm. Ethereum always has money coming in. And BAT always has money coming in. Currently valued at only 18 cents. And again, don't fret. It may seem like a small amount today, but wait till tomorrow. And um, so, yeah, I mean, there's so much. I have some favorite projects. That's one of them. Uh, there's some other ones called Polkadot Energy Web Ave which is a DeFi token. Um, I hope to get into DeFi real soon on an upcoming episode because this is going, DeFi stands for Decentralized Finance, and this will, in fact, make banks obsolete, or um, the majority of them anyways. There's really going to be no more point uh, to having those big building brick-and-mortar banks when you have this function of DeFi at your fingertips. Well, your phone is your new bank. That is exactly it. So, yeah. Oh, man. Um, so uh, we we should stop it here, Red. Um, I want to thank you so much uh, for coming in and um, talking crypto with me because, yeah. there. I mean, it's something that can go on for quite a while. There's a lot of ground to cover. There's a lot of neat things happening. There's so much information that comes out uh, continuously because we are in this transition. We're moving over to a new to a new era, basically. And um, it's good to be on top of these things and to see how um, they really um, unfold and manifest and um, escalate in value even. I think that's the best part is that we're at the beginning level of something like this where any one of us can get in on a project, a coin, whatever it is, and, um, you know, just hold on to it for a little similar to a stock. But this has um, that escalating, that more uh, real world value because it's basically going to be in high demand coming here very, very soon. Yes. And don't be afraid to take profits. People actually get some of that money out. You don't have that money until you take it out. Don't forget that. Nice. Nice. Absolutely. So uh, from here. Oh, so one more thing. I want to encourage everyone to check out the decentralized platforms. Um, I'm including the links. I'm trying to update all of them so that they'll have the latest episode. You go into Uptrend, find that post. Um, it rewards tokens. You go into library slash Odyssey, which is a video platform. You, you can utilize that and uh, get rewarded tokens just for watching a video. Um, you know, that's what makes this thing so amazing. So I want to encourage all of you out there to take advantage of where crypto is right now, getting in, getting in at the ground floor, because uh, there's only one way that it's headed and it's going up. Yeah. And one last thing, Steve, always buy on red. Nice. <laughs> buy the dip. Yes. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for more disruption. This is One Nation Under God and crypto for all. This has been Globe Media Network Podcast.